Organissima New York. Your exotic skin, hair, and beauty source, and your one-stop shop for all your natural and organic skin and hair care. Featuring authentic organic Moroccan oil and prickly pear seed oil and much more. Bringing you only the best straight from the source and proudly produced in the USA. So what are you waiting for? Shop today at www.arganissima.com. Arganissima, New York. Your beauty is our duty. Arganissima. Welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, and the Feedback channel. Hurricane H here, new show, new guest, new day. Uh, today's journey is going to take us uh, with a guest from Canada, uh, who will take us to uh, a little bit of a holistic approach, a little different angle, uh, something we've covered once before, but in a more depth and also with different angles in there. Again, as always, I, I, I start with, with a... Uh, almost a mysterious way of announcing my guests, <laughs> a little suspense. But, but the idea is that today we're going to talk about the art of calm, the art of depression, decompressing, uh, de-stressing, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And, and, and uh, we're using different measures. You know, we can use medicine, we can use different ways of, of achieving these things. But our guest today is going to take us to a whole different journey. So with me tonight, I have Mira Katyal from Hi. outside of Toronto. How yes. are you? Welcome to the show. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, my pleasure. Our pleasure. And, and, and thank you for accepting the invitation. Uh, so, so, so tell us, first of all, as tradition has it, you know, tell us a little bit about your journey and what got you into this world. I um, have a family with four Western doctors, mother, father, sister, and uh, brother-in-law. So we are very uh, scientific minded and, you know, for every solution, there was a pill, you know, <laughs> okay. but well, I, yes. my mama is very spiritual, but, you know, I didn't, it didn't uh, influence me at least while growing up. And then I had my twins and they were weak in immunity. They would fall sick every month. And I went to, I asked the family doctor, uh, what can I do to improve their immunity? So she wrote some pills for me and for some unknown reason, I didn't buy them. And at that time, internet and everything was a bit uh, uh, coming up in around uh, 2000, it was. And I Googled things about immunity and I came across a um, sleeping Prophet, he's called Edgar Casey. He's actually from somewhere near where you are. He died around World War II. And he would go under a trance. If you asked him any question, he would answer it. He was a Christian, devout uh, American. Uh, not uh, highly, I mean, he, he probably did high school or less than high schooling, I don't know, remember now. But he would answer questions and he was talking about immunity and a soup, uh, juice of celery, carrot, and... Um, lettuce. Now that sounded very ridiculous to me at that time when I read about it, because I would go for antibiotics, vaccine, something like that, you know, 
something very hi-fi and profound. So I thought it was very silly that someone would say that carrots can improve your immunity. Anyway, I'm very experimental. So I gave it to my kids and pretty regularly. And I noticed when school opens around September, everybody gets a viral. I mean, if you recollect, if you have kids. Uh, yeah. uh, so every September, there is a kind of a viral season where everybody gets flu, colds, things like that. And I started noticing they actually did get less compared to the other children and also what they used to. And it took me actually several years of observation to realize that Edgar was correct. And then he also speaks on other stuff, holistic stuff, spirituality, everything under the sun, actually. And then I started really going deep into what he's saying. And some of the stuff he says is very similar to what all the thought school of thinking in India, from where I belong. And then I realized that there is such a lot of power in this knowledge. And slowly, slowly, I just like one thing led to the other. And, you know, I've been like doing this from ever since my kids were born. And now finally, I have started up my own Nira Om. And I offer the things that I have found really works on a physical, mental, emotional, and also spiritual level. They're all connected. Mind, body, mind, spirit. That's it. I mean, and, and most people that, that do research, they realize those three, three things have to be combined and in parallel. Otherwise, something's off. It's a, yes, a balance. Yes, correct. So, so, so something happened with the children. It triggered a research. Yes. At you in a journey that is different from where you've you've grown. <laughs> yes. Your, your current your natural environment of medicine, and what was the reaction? You know, when you went all the way to like, well, I'm not taking the pills. I'm not doing this. We're gonna go some other way. Was there any? Because I know we our families are always in, involved. Yeah. Decision. So, uh... <laughs> People kind of uh, looked at the, oh, another quirk of Mira's, you know, but uh, they wouldn't say, there, there was not anyone discouraging in my family, my husband or my family, but like, if I'm talking about it, they would just listen quietly or say, like my father's a doctor and he says, oh, if you're not feeling well, take this. Like I had a lot in my share of problems, like allergies, uh, sometimes I slept too much, sometimes I sleep too little and uh, low energy, this, that. So he gave, he said, you know what, if you take this uh, pill, you'll get better for sleep. I said, it won't fix me. I'll have to take it for life. I want to find out why I am like this. I want to stop it at the source. Of course, nobody knows the source, you know, even the doctors don't know the source. But trying to find the answers, I always end up in these holistic fields, all sorts of, I've tried everything, Reiki, yoga, Ayurveda, acupuncture, cranial sacral therapy, hypnosis. I've tried everything. I mean, anybody says this will work, I go and try it. Well, listen, I mean, so there is the modern medicine or Western medicine, which is, which is, which works, you know, but it, it does, does work, yeah. it does relate to, to med taking medicines and, you yes, know, chemically, correct. you know, you know, produced, you know, some, sometimes, you know, I mean, they, a lot of drugs are not, not always synthesized chemically. They have also natural ingredients mm -hmm. things, but it's, it could be either or, but, but you're right. A lot of those, typically will take you to where you have to take a medicine for a longer time, even sometimes for life. Uh, so it depends on the treatment. And you're right. If doctors, they can do, they, listen, they're miracle workers. They do a lot of great yes, stuff. But sometimes it's hard to, to really pinpoint some sources. And, and I've, I've seen that before. Like I have a headache, but you can never figure out what the headache. 
And even migraine to, to date, they have reasons why it happens, but they could not figure out like all the types and what can eliminate migraines. Otherwise, everybody will be migraine free today, right? Exactly. So, 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 and and but then you have the ancient medicines or or Eastern medicines or holistic, you know, type of approaches, and and uh, they've been around for centuries. Correct. Much, much. I guess older and 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 longer than the actual Western medicine has Absolutely. has has uh, been right, and uh, they all have uh, very deep roots and they all work to a degree. Mm. Uh, there are people in different cultures that don't even take regular medicine and they take everything that is natural, herbal and you know, uh, or, and there's also the other stuff like you're talking about meditation and 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 few other things that are mm. a little bit more. On, on a, at a different angle, like people right. may, like even hypnosis, some people use right. hypnosis, uh, yoga, you mentioned, uh, Ayurveda, right? So, 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 so to, I know your new company, or well, I mean, I'm not sure how new it is, but <laughs> how, how long has it been? Well, I started my blog in 2014, but I actually set out for my practice in the beginning of uh, 2020, but which I had to close down because of COVID. So then I went mm -hmm. online. Okay, well, listen, online works, right? Yes, yes. In fact, I think it was a blessing in disguise because this way I can reach more people, you know? Well, it, of... yes, because you, you're you not going to have to be limited to people walking in. You, you can, right. It's worldwide. Yes, <laughs> correct. So anywhere, right? Uh, which is, again, funny. I mean, we're talking today, we're in Canada. Uh, the other day I was in, in California. The other day I was in Australia. Tomorrow I'm actually in, 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 in Europe. So, wow. <laughs> so exactly. we're all, you know, so it's, it's a, it's, it's a blessing. And, and you're right. COVID kind of throw in a little bit of a uh, monkey wrench in, 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 in all, all our lives. And it's, it's so sad, but it also opened up different ways and also proved that we can do this. Yes, and, exactly. Uh, and a lot of, you know, practices now are doing telehealth. Uh, even the regular medicine is doing telehealth. So exactly, telehealth has. Uh, I mean, the regular well, doctors have gone internet. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's always been there, but it was never as as uh, explored as it has been in the last year and a half. And uh, yes, and it it turned out that it works. I mean, because at the end of the day, when you go to a practitioner, right, the first thing they ask you questions, they can ask them just like this. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I mean, unless they do a lab work or an x-ray, which yes. has to be physical, the rest is just a discussion, which is, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes they have to look at your symptoms or whatever you can mm -hmm. show physically, but to a degree you can also do it. So, so there is a level of need for a direct, you know, uh, I guess, uh, consultation, exactly. but, but you can do 90% of it, you know, just over the phone and over the video and things like that. And, and, and it's, it's, it's been effective to, to yes. a level, right? Um, so that's in general, but so, so a year ago you started, you went online, but, but really your journey has gone into all these holistic approaches. Right. Now, today's topic, we're going to talk about the art of calm and, and really just uh, how do we make that happen? Okay. Now, now, if you mentioned about four things in there between Ayurveda, yoga, Reiki, which I have no idea what that is. So you can tell us a little bit more about that. And uh, uh, there was something else you mentioned. So, well, the herbs and diet okay. and lifestyle so they're all interrelated because Ayurveda covers all of it. So the thing is, everybody is looking for peace and uh, a comfortable body and, uh, you know, uh, emotionally they want to be happy. All the, I think we were all searching this in, in one way or, or the other. You go to your therapist, healer or doctor because you either have an emotional ailment or a mental ailment or a physical ailment. 
So the Ayurveda is the only science that explains or connects all, all of the three immediately. So Ayurveda, which I want to explain is Ayur means age or life mm -hmm. and Veda means knowledge. So it is the knowledge of how to have a good quality life. And these, this knowledge was sprung out from spiritual texts. So they, their foundation is, uh, if you compare it to Western medicine, mm -hmm. Western medicine has been uh, founded through the study of the body yep. and through uh, science labs. You know, you research, uh, there's a problem, you research it, you find the evidence, you confirm it, validate it and start using it. But in Ayurveda, there were spiritual tenets out of which Ayurveda sprung out. So the source of the information is very spiritual. Then they come down and they explain how all of the steps work. And then they use the problem to fix it and then come back and get better and better and to go back to spirituality. The purpose of Ayurveda was so if a person is sick or hungry or unwell, how will they do spiritual practice? They will be so focused on their body. So that's why Ayurveda wanted to heal people so that when they're fine mentally, emotionally, and physically, they can spend more time in spiritual practice. So the way Ayurveda explains calm is that there are five elements, uh, space, air, uh, fire, water, and earth. And the whole uh, universe is composed of this. So um, when you're eating food, you're eating rice or grains, that's water and earth. But you know, water and earth also are the soil and river, right? Mm -hmm. The moon or the darkness is also uh, the water element. The sun is the fire element. So uh, we are taking these things from the heaven. They come down to earth. The earth also has all these bits. They're interacting. Mm -hmm. And then we eat all these things through the plants and they go inside us. We're also interacting with all these elements all the time. The fire becomes the blood. The water is any way you understand all the liquid parts of a body. And the water element is also emotions. Interesting. So when Ayurveda clearly defines what is balance and what is imbalance, there's a small zone of balance. All these elements are in imbalance, then your mind, body, and physical, there is well-being. But when you move out of imbalance, like you have too much fire or too much water, now what will happen if you're sitting in a room and it's pleasant, you're fine. If it's very, very, very hot, you'll put on the fan, you'll put on the AC. If it's even more hot, it's like that. Now you can't stand that room. It's the same inside the body. If you have too much fire, you will have acidity, you will have anger, you will, have, you will be stressed, you will be driven, you will be burnt out, you will not sleep properly. So this, but these five elements combine to make three constitutions, vata, pitta, kapha. So the vatas are made of air and uh, space, but they're just more uh, movement, lighthearted, flexible, but they're very hard to stay on one project. They're like a butterfly. The pittas are more like, you know, lions. They are leaders, hunters, top, they always want to try to get to the top. They have more water and fire actually inside them. 
um, and the kaffa is the water and earth element. They're more like elephants. They are very calm. They're enduring. Um, they can take a lot of crap. <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really pillars of society. But also when it goes downside, they, uh, they can be very stubborn. They cannot quickly make the decisions. They take time. So I'm just saying these are the qualities. So when you're not calm, that means some of the some of the um, elements in your body are not in balance. So like I'm a vatta, and if I provoke my vatta too much, then I won't be able to sleep properly. I'll get worried, agitated, and I mean, I'm already susceptible to this. And if my lifestyle feeds it, I will aggravate it. So how will I be calm if I don't sleep properly, if I'm worried or if I'm anxious or if I'm fearful or if I'm always thinking about the future, the sky is going to fall on my head. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people are always thinking about the future and some terrible scenario is going to happen to them. Most of us do it. I also used to do it. It took me a lot of training, thinking, realization to understand, no, the roof is not going, the sky is not going to fall on my head. And even if it does, I can do something and something will happen and I'll be okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. I mean, well, just, just for, I know there's more to it, but so, so what I'm getting right now is, is a key element of balance here. You have to right. be balanced to be able to, to cope with, with all these, these exactly. and, and eliminate stress and, and exactly. also remain calm. You know I mean? It's like the, being, being in the Zen moment or zone, Exactly. Right? but, 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 you're right. You mentioned people are always worried and that causes anxiety and people are like, oh my God, the world's going to end. You know, it's, what, mm-hmm. what, what the hell's going to happen it's tomorrow? It's always about tomorrow. Uh, you know, it is, it is while any business concept or at least any, any proactive concept, you want to be able to, to promote, you know, to think about and plan for the future, but you cannot stress about it. Exactly. That's really the, 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 one of the elements. I, I use that as well. I mean, I'm always ahead and planning four or five years, whatever, short exactly. term, years, that's okay. But I don't dwell about it. If, you know, f- first of all, you can plan all you want and sometimes mm. plans change. So right. know that there's always that possibility. On the flip side, today is the past also is gone. Things happen. What are you going to do about it? I mean, you learn from them, you move on. Okay, next. <laughs> but today is happening and you're right. You know, you got to keep calm, you know, collect it, relax. And hopefully you can balance yourself. Because first of all, if you panic and you have anxiety, not cool. And you can really think properly. And to your point, then, then you'll, you'll make some bad decisions, <laughs> you know? So, so how do you, tr- how do you, uh, uh, you know, kind of convert someone <laughs> to yes. that status? So just as I was uh, giving, uh, you were giving your own example, what you're doing is you're emotionally processing it in a balanced manner. You're, you, you are doing what you need to do, but you're also ready for changes, unwanted changes or sure. unplanned for changes. So the key word here is how you process your emotions. Some people cannot process their emotions because they're always high strung. They're they're just not able to let go, relax. And it might be because they started like this in their childhood or they developed some patterns on the job or something. It is always a lack of of self-awareness. It is a combination of negative uh, lifestyles that you're following. There are triggers in the environment which started off, but you had already laid in the bed if 
if you may say so, that you would not be able to cope if your lifestyle is not okay. And if you don't have the ability to process your emotions in a proper way. So one of the key things is first to know who you are, Ayurvedic speaking. Number two, you should know what is your strength and weaknesses. And then number three, you use the counter, uh, counter tools to balance yourself. So for example, for, uh, for myself, because I know now through a long journey of study and self-realization and inner work and trying this and that, that if I don't sleep on time, I'm going to aggravate my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Number two, if I don't have faith, if I don't trust the universe, if I'm always in a scared zone, then I am going to aggravate my anxiety. Number three, I need to eat foods which don't provoke my anxiety. For example, if I eat too much cold or dry food like popcorn, that will provoke me because air and space are very dry elements. There's no moisture in it. And anything moisturizing is very comforting, whether it is a bath or love or uh, soft food like uh, comfort foods, all comfort foods have moisture, you know, like uh, soups and uh, stews and things like that and uh, you have congee I, things like that they are very comforting and they are usually given to people who are very ill like uh, patients and uh, babies what they eat that is comfort food and it's so, easy to, to digest easy yes to process, and it doesn't and it has a good degree of moisture in it interesting so, so sorry just having this food will also calm my anxiety <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny because you, you would think about emotions and calm stuff, but you never think about the type of food you would take that will affect it one way or the other. Because I've never put that, that analogy together. Like, I never connected those. Nobody can do that. Only Ayurveda came up with this concept in the whole world, except maybe traditional Chinese medicine also kind of knows the correlation uh -huh. between food and your body and how you feel. But they're both sister uh, neighbors and sister, I mean, the same kind of school of thought right. circulates in that region. So it's only from the East you would realize that. But Ayurveda has a very beautiful way of explaining everything. So it's very easy to understand the connections. Again, I mean, you're making it very simple. <laughs> Thank you. I'm doing my job. <laughs> You're making it very simple. And, and, and I'm getting the concept of, you know, it, it, first of all, it's, it's a balanced, you know, approach. Uh, but you're like, again, I wouldn't think that if I ate a certain food, you know, I mean, I, I, I would not eat certain food just because of, like you said, acidity and stuff, but I would not put it into my emotions. How is that going to impact my emotions? I would never think that that's actually have a direct impact. Uh, but now you're literally highlighting that, yes, you could have an impact on your emotions and therefore your reaction will be like fiery and crazy and you're not going to, then you stress out, you add that to the level and then forget you have a, a bad night and the next morning you're not happy and everybody else suffers that, that's around you <laughs> and you first, right? So that, that's interesting. So, so you mentioned earlier uh, when, when we talked about the, the children, about the, the, the three things, the food. So, so it's, it's really, this, that's, that's, I guess, the same thing. So the concept was there, you know, but we, you were just not into it. I didn't know at that time, no. Yeah. At that time, I didn't know. But, hey, listen, I guess you made the whole, you know, uh, I guess, transformation <laughs> process and you got into it. And now, now you're actually sharing it with the, the, the world. So that's great. Now, now, you mentioned Reiki. 
Or yes. is that is that how it's said? Yes, yes. So so it, they are sisters arts or or practice. Um, Reiki actually was discovered by Mikao Usui from Japan. Okay. It he he was also like in Buddhist and Zen and all all maybe even Christian and he also believed in all these kind of things and he had a life which went up and down and he was also searching for God and. Anyway, he went on a 21 day meditation in a, a mountain in Japan and uh, he was meditating under the waterfall and it came to him this information and he realized it has healing power and he found a way to teach it. So what happens is you, uh, Reiki is actually very popular now. There are millions and millions of followers. So you take a Reiki class, you uh, are attuned and once you're attuned, you can um, pass, give it's a, it's energy healing. You can do distance healing or, or um, you're touching the body also. So the thing with Reiki is it's supposed to be some kind of intelligence of the universe and it, it heals the person. It could be physical, mental, spiritual, or it could be just comfort. It's very popular in hospices and palliative care when people are at the end of their life stay because it's very comforting. So I actually studied that before Ayurveda and I thought, okay, this is the answer. And, uh, but it, it just, something was missing. And then I stumbled on Ayurveda and suddenly all the pieces fell into place. So I use Reiki in combination with Ayurvedic consultation and, and therapy, lifestyle therapy it's called. And together where Ayurveda cannot reach, Reiki can reach because it's a, it's, it's, it's an energy with its own intelligence. So you don't even have to talk or explain. Reiki kind of heals you. So I use it as an acceleration to help people. So, so it's like Reiki some sort of hypnosis or some sort no, of... No, it's not in hypnosis. It's okay. When you have a hurt and you go to your mom as a boy yeah. and she puts her hand on you, you feel better. Although she does nothing else except put the hand on you. You yeah. have that sensation, right? Of feeling better. Yeah. It's just like that, except a little bit more powerful. And you will actually, if you keep taking Reiki, you'll notice changes. Like uh, you might become more calm. You may become more spiritual. Your, your back pain might go like my dizziness went after I got one or two sessions on Reiki. I used to feel a bit of dizziness that disappeared. Wow. And I didn't even go to that lady for uh, dizziness. Uh, I was asking her to... Uh, just make me relax my neck because it was a bit tight and um, stiff and she actually also does cranial sacral therapy and I was myself learning Reiki so I didn't want a Reiki session that day I said to her can you just uh, do something on my neck to relieve it and I don't know understand why but that day she insisted no I'll do Reiki I said okay I mean whatever <laughs> and <laughs> she did I, yeah, she did. And then I was going to go shopping after that. I was going to pick up some grocery, go home. And I don't know what happened in that session. I was zoned out. I had to go back home and I slept for the whole night and the next day. And when I was awake the next day, I my dizziness was gone. Well, listen, I mean, you, you're giving us a formula here that people are going to be intrigued about. Like, let's, you know, we... No, I, this is a very common. If you read all the Reiki blogs, you find all sorts of unexpected stuff in it. Well, no, no, I, I believe it. What I'm saying is that, unfortunately, again, this is my first time hearing about it. So, me personally, and I'm, I'm in the healthcare, 
you know, for the last, you know, 27 years. Wow. I never heard, I never heard of it as a practice. Where were you practicing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not in the medicine, but I mean, in the insurance world, but we always were doctors and practices, but we, we use all medicine, like typical, you know, Western medicine. So everything is about providers, doctors, hospital, you know, things like that. I mean, palliative care. Yes. I mean, hospitals and things like that, but it's still recourse to medicine and maybe religious you know, aspects of it, but that's about it. But no one is really taking it to, to these, you know, alternative medicine formats and holistic approaches. It's so, a little so, bit popular with cancer patients. Okay. And sometimes uh, Perfect. Yeah. hospitals offer this uh, kind of support area. It depends from hospital to hospital, but they do know that uh, usually re- cancer patients get a lot of comfort from Reiki. I, listen, I, I love it. I mean, this is this is the purpose of the show is to bring in something new to, to all of us. I mean, I always learn stuff from, from my guests, but I definitely know that other folks may experience it the same way. It's not typically practiced all over, so it's not something you can... You have to search for it. You have to be guided. Yeah, to. you have to search for it. Even if you go in the hospital, if you don't ask, they won't tell you, but there will probably be a room or a volunteer who comes and helps. Nice. Again, yeah. I mean, now I must start looking for it. <laughs> yes, you should look for it, and you should take a. <laughs> you should take a session from me. I can do distance Reiki too. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so again, well, we'll have the link. So, if people are interested in learning and feeling it and getting all that, you know, a good experience. I mean, it's funny as um, I mentioned hypnosis before, and I used to doubt it. I used to actually, you know, question it, and one day I took the leap to actually test it. And that stuff works. <laughs> I so, know. And, I, and I've, I, you know, I was skeptical and I've seen, you know, a lot of sessions. I'm like, well, maybe they're all in it together or whatever. It's a, it's a plot. But then eventually when I did it I, and, and I felt the actual effect of it, I know, I mean, it, it's real. There is, there is an aspect there. There is an actual practice. So I, I get it. I mean, mm-hmm. these are, and, and you're right. Body, mind, spirit, they all come together. It doesn't matter what angle you use. And they all kind of converge to the same idea. I mean, exactly. it's, it's the right food, the right balance, the right everything. Uh, and, and, and I think people just don't know about it as much because, again, there's so much push on the Western medicine and the regular medicine that there's lesser of, of the holistic. And now there's a lot of that. I mean, whether it's food, whether it's practices, and there's a lot more discussion. And, of course, with the Internet now, it's a lot more popular and there's more act- podcasts and things like that so everybody's more out there and so it's easier to to get to the information right. and, and to the resources and sources of of healing right we didn't have a lot of that or at least i didn't was never exposed to them so i'm telling you i mean this is all good i mean this is like and i know a lot of people they like i don't like too much medicine personally yes, like, like i am not a big fan of drugs <laughs> and i mean legal drugs <laughs> <laughs> He <laughs> was like, oh, so what about illegal ones? Now it's all good. <laughs> but, but, you know, like if I can take a little pain, I'll take it without, you know, any, uh, you know, intervention of, of, of pill, you know, uh, painkillers or whatever. But, but sometimes you have no choice. You have to, right? Yeah. Uh, but, but there's always that, like in trying to find the right food, the right practices and things like that. So it's always curious to actually learn mm-hmm. something. But I'm, I was always familiar with yoga, for example, as, as a treatment and as a system. But, but now I'm like literally discovering all these other forms that are available and they're more practice step that we think. Now, even acupuncture, for example, is a big mm-hmm. deal. And you know, one of my shows back in last year was about acupuncture and how it helps, you know, the body and everything, uh, you know, pressure points and all that. But so, so there's so many, and you're right, it's all Eastern medicine. In, in, when you think about it, these are all Eastern concepts. Yes, all and, these sources, the, especially these connect, connective forces where they connect with 
the mind, body, and spirit. Most of the sources are from the East. Well, I mean, listen, the, the first cultures, you know, they were out there, they did it. <laughs> and they're still out there and they're still doing it. So so it's just a matter of, again, promoting as much. And, and but so that was great, uh, at least. I want to say one thing. Sure. You'd mentioned illegal drugs. I want to say that people take illegal drugs because also they're covering up a deep spiritual pain, you know? Okay, you have the body pain, you have the emotional pain, you have the mental pain. Mental pain is like, ADHD, cannot sleep, things like that, overburdened, stressed. But when you cannot process your deepest of deepest of hidden pains, when you feel disconnected from your true self, that's when you're going to get addicted because you want to fill that gap. Mm -hmm. And if you ever heard of Dr. Gabor Mete, who's actually a Canadian expert on addiction, and he says all the addicts are not taking... Uh, drugs because of uh, addiction, but that because of they're trying to escape the trauma of the childhood. It's, it's a cover up of the pain. It's a way out. So to, you have to go inside the pain to cure it. You can't cure it from outside. You have to look the pain in the eye, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual. You have to put your hand right deep into the heart of it. Take out the goo and then you will cure yourself. This is the only way. I'm not even going to debate that. That's good stuff. <laughs> we have to listen. And, and you know, I, I hope that someone can listen or one of the listeners or the, or the viewers can actually absorb some of that and maybe, you know, give it a shot and see what it looks like. I mean, everybody has different approaches or different appeals of things and, and they might see a good liking to this practice and they might test it and they love it and then they share with the world. And that's really how it is. I mean, you started it and, you know, and then now you become the, the, the messenger of it. Right. So right. it's all good. So, so earlier I mentioned the word lifestyle. So, so how does that, you know, relate to all this? I mean, yes. we all have practices in life and, and ways of living. So how so do they, they impact us? the key concept are the five elements and the three constitutions. Mm -hmm. So because we already have a constitution at birth, you can either keep the constitution in balance or in imbalance. How do you imbalance your constitution? You imbalance it by wrong lifestyle, wrong food habits, uh, wrong uh, whatever your environment you are keeping around you. For example, as you were mentioning, you had acidity. And if you're a very driven person and you've always been a go-getter and you're in the corporate environment and you have one opportunity the after and you are working 18 hours a day and you are burning out, that's a lifestyle that's feeding the fire which is going to burn you out. Of course, you're going to have acidity. You're going to have ulcers. The Ayurvedic practitioners know what's down your road. You're feeding it. <laughs> well, I will tell you, you actually been in my world right now because I've been there. <laughs> I actually, I have experienced that particular syndrome a long time ago where I had actually uh, a phase of, of like, you know, in the corporate world, going crazy. It's the peak of your career path and you want to succeed and stuff. And then I've had ulcers, you know, at a certain point that it took a couple of years to get rid of all that. Uh, again, different lifestyle changes. It took a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it took. I mean, uh, you know, I had to cut some things and, you know, get more, you know, uh, I guess, active in, in sports and, you know, you know, mm -hmm. just taking care of the, the healthy eating, drop some foods, things like that. So you're right. I mean, lifestyle is, is a big impact. And, and uh, you have just explained how you did it. 
Well, again, that, that was me, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's more to it. But I mean, I mean, that's just a general, you know, concept, but there's a lot of things. And people sometimes, it is difficult to make those changes. It is very difficult. And, and even for me, it's like, you know, it, it takes discipline uh, and it you does. have to be able to maintain it because the minute you don't, and it comes back, back. It's back, you know, it's, and then it's worse. So there are two forces. One is your force of your constitutional nature, which is saying, go, 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 do this way only. But you, it is discipline that you have to push back on your nature and bring in things, as you said, to keep yourself within a certain zone. If you kept doing what you really wanted, which is to work 18 to 20 hours a day and keep climbing, you are going to pay it with your life. But you don't want to do that. So you are going to pull back now and you're going to bring in better practices. And this applies to everyone. So lifestyle means first you know where who you are constitutionally, where are your imbalances, how much imbalance have you brought into your life at the point of where you want the consultation? Like, is it just a little bit or is it too much or is it too much? So then you start trying to bring it back, you know? So this is uh, the way to, Ayurveda can be curative, maintain, you can maintain your lifestyle or it can be preventive. So it depends. If you're already in a good shape, just file, following Ayurvedic practices will keep you in a very good shape for a very long time. Well, but if you already got the diseases, then also you can use uh, countering tools to bring back balance as much as possible. And, and again, you're right. The, the body does, does recuperate if you take care yes. of it. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter. We've, we've heard it even like cigarettes, you know, damage. You can actually get back in less than a year and you can get better, you know, and everything goes back. I'm just going to extreme side here. But, yeah. but you're right. Like in every case, you can do it. Uh, what, what I wanted to discuss is really the, the, the cause of it. You know, we're the talking cause? about the cause of like, for example, the lifestyles, right? In, in my case, it's, it's not just me because I know that when you're younger, everybody has these ambitions, aspirations, and you want to succeed. There's these pressures whether it's because you want to make more money, whether you want to grow, whether you want to achieve your goals. And, and for the younger folks, you know, we don't tend to listen at that age. No. <laughs> you know, we think that we're invisible and we're going to do whatever it takes and no one can tell us otherwise. Exactly. Uh, and it starts that early on, right? You know, young kids and all the way to a certain point. As you age and then you realize the damage that your body is incurring, that's then it's like, oh, wait a minute, there's, there's a problem here. The question is, how bad is it and is it too late? Yeah. And, and I think that's really, and again, the reason I'm mentioning this today is just that people have to be aware of that. And, you know, exactly. we have a diversified audience and anyone that is at a younger age, you know, balance your life, know how to do it correctly. Don't overdo it because lifestyle, you want to live long life and healthy life. You don't want to live an, an exciting life for a minute. And then it's like a crash and it's over. And then now you suffer pain and everything. And then it's just bad, bad effects. So, so it is, it is important for all of us to, to, to be mindful of it. That's, that's, that's I can give an example because my kids are <clears throat> at university level and they're, they're also Bhatta, like even more than me. So she, my daughters, like every teenager, they like to sleep late. They, they will study uh, when the, when the, just before the exams, they will do excessive studying, going right. like studying like two o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. Then they're very emotionally uh, hung up. They're not eating properly. They're, they're binge eating or skipping meals, depending on what their schedule and uh, feelings are like. Especially sleeping late, junk eating is very high during exam time. 
and of, as a mother also and also as a healer they i tell them don't do this do this and they will always like push back and now this time she was in vet school and it's very very heavy exams courses squeezed into short time and she's like crying crying i said i can't help you if you don't listen to me so then i gave her a massage on her spine because that's where all the tension is starts to store in the body so it's massage it with sesame oil i told her to sleep i said if you are going to continue sleeping at at odd hours you're only going to increase your stress i said try to get up early instead get up at 6 o'clock 5 o'clock instead of studying till 2 o'clock in the night get up early morning she said that's very difficult but she understood that and she tried it and within 10 days her stress dropped down enough to stop crying wow and she always pushes back because she's studying western medicine for vet and she says oh you don't know you have all these uh, old fashioned ideas and you don't understand anything and then when she's truly truly stressed and there's no medicine for stress you know that you can take a sleep pill or you can take a depression pill but it doesn't make you feel good inside you know it's just that you still have it, it just calms you down for a minute <laughs> yes so when i did these things she i said did you sleep better and she noticed yes i did sleep better just the oil rub did help me but i said if you do everything together it's going to help you even more so she says she acknowledges that um when i when she does the things i tell her her stress does drop well, well a lot of lot of studies have been you know uh focused on sleep and and the impact of sleep or lack of Mm-hmm. And, and you're right. I mean, if you don't get enough sleep in the right time, and you're right, early birds, you know, it's not actually a bad thing to wake up that early. Uh, the energies in the world are different at that time. There's, I mean, exactly. ritually we can do all the things, but I mean, all religions they have some sort of an early practice, you know, prayer. Very true. <laughs> so, 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 but that's one. But then besides that, I mean, the fact is, I actually use that. I mean, I used to to get up to study before I go to exams, and I I did it. in that those hours and I didn't do it late at night so I wake up and just study and go straight to the exam <laughs> yes and, and you'd I, find that's more uh, calm it's it's less stressful doing that than to do it at night and then not be able to sleep properly and it's it's been a long time since I did that but I mean I I know it worked <laughs> yes and uh but you know sometimes but but the practices is really just just to 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 get a uh, adjusted and accustomed to a behavior and get a system with it and and that's the hard part again it's the discipline exactly we all we all kind of like get distracted and then there's influences and oh, a little bit chat here and this okay i'll get this later i got this because again we have the energy at that age you know and when you're younger like again you feel like you can do whatever you can go a whole night without sleep it's okay you can get up and go the next morning yes but then it's taking a toll on you and mentally and physically and you don't feel until you crash later and then you're like oh you got depression you got stress and exactly. all these things and this is the problem with the, uh, alternative practices is they need you they need you to be disciplined that's why western medicine is so popular because all you have to do is take a pill you know you just need to have one in the morning one in the evening but all the alternative practices will force you to do some sort of discipline lifestyle practice in some way well We're talking about stress, and I know it's, it's a question that people may ask: Is does it accumulate? Yes, it does. It, the stress does it accumulate over time in in someone? And you know, what would be the 
the damage of it if it's if okay, it's let's long take, exposure to it. Let's take an example. Like, what what emotion do you feel when you feel stressed? Anxiety, not happy, depressed. The world is ending. It's like you know, you you just you know, you're in the loop. You're just stuck. Okay, yeah. so if you're anxious, there is a constriction. Okay, in the nervous system, and if you have one day anxiety, you will have one day constriction. If you have two day anxiety, you will have two day constriction. If you have one year of anxiety or ten years of anxiety, you will have ten years of constriction. and this will start drying out your nervous system and when it starts drying out that means lack of moisture then you will start having attention deficit you will have uh, forgetfulness you will um you will have tics shakes wow uh, and then if you moisturize it by eating moisturizing food by putting oil then you start actually physically you have to moisturize the nervous system and also uh, through the food and also through the emotions that is, that is actually uh, you know again another new discovery because you would not think the the brain or the the inside you know will be affected by the outside you know material piece of it everything But, accumulates fat accumulates toxins accumulates stress accumulates no no i know but i'm i'm talking like you're talking about like moisturizing like you know through the outside and like ornaments and inside and through the through the drinking process but but again like again adding all these in one piece is what what really is new it's like we we know these things in separate compartments exactly. but we can't see the link and and you're bringing it like you know okay well that that makes sense now <laughs> yes That's so stress accumulates but peace also accumulates i love that i mean peace is good so we want so if you practice a lifestyle of peace mm -hmm. when you're free and not doing it not starting it when you're in the peak of stress you start it when you're relaxed it will accumulate and strengthen your wall around you so that you have a bigger wall to withstand when the stress does come there will be some stresses you might fall fall down have a fracture you might lose your job because covid is there you might be fired you might have a broken marriage but have you built up your peace zone And, and and you're right these are all facts i mean last year has been rough and a lot of people have experienced exactly what you said and uh everybody has had so many guests you know in, in in the last few months and uh we've talked about how covid had impacted the mental state physical state and you're right people have lost their jobs people have you know uh it just lost marriages because they could not stand each other you know during a lockdown i mean there's so many things that could have they've happened. had covid <laughs> has they lost people i mean you're right it, it's been rough and uh all these things can lead, lead and there, even there was politics there was elections exactly. for example in the us uh even today there's so many things about the vaccine no vaccine exactly. so it's all impacting you know then there are wars i mean so there's so many things going on at the same time and people tend to really take those i mean it's all serious but then we don't know how to cope with them the right way and then the stress levels peak and it's hard to to come back unless you get guidance so uh, the best time to start practicing lifestyle is when the baby is in the womb okay. or even before you're going to conceive hmm. so that if you are not stressed and you've been nourishing your body for one year with good nutrition that material from the body which is now nourished and your feelings which are now nourished will feed the baby 
So obviously, if you're having a baby when you're stressed, when you're angry, when you're overworked, when you're having junk food, you're, you're producing, you're giving, supplying those same materials to the baby. See, I know the body can do everything, but it is dependent on what we supply. If you supply crap, you will give crap. If you want to give pure oxygen, if you want to give good water, if you want to give clean food, this is what goes into your own cells and into the baby cells. When they're born, you create an environment of love and support and teach them. Like I'm trying to teach my kids. I only learned it now in 2000, but had I known this knowledge when I was a new, new mother, I would have trained them very differently. And they would not be asking me questions today because they would have learned it that way. They would have grown up in that lifestyle because when you teach them as a toddler, they don't question you. They think it's the way everything is, that's life the way these practices are. It's because I didn't teach them that now I have to explain to them and they can resist me. <laughs> well, well, uh, I mean, that's great advice, but now how do you prevent them? Even if you were to do this at early age, how would you prevent the outside environment or other influences through uh, school, friends, you know, other, you know, the TV and all the, the other mediums that are out there that also impact how, the kids perceive things so yeah you can do a great job at home but then they get all these these other influences that have a negative impact and maybe derail what you develop there in terms of process if the influence of the world is this 100 percent, then 80 to 90 percent is the influence of the parents what will the 10 percent do to you nothing it it is the foundation which that. is most important I can't argue with that. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you closed me. <laughs> that was good. I couldn't do anything about that one. <laughs> and another thing is we can never control the world. Today we have COVID. Nobody thought we would have it in the 21st century. Tomorrow yeah. someone will just blow off a, a nuclear bomb and everybody will be dead. Don't control the world. Just control yourself. I mean, again, that goes back to the original discussion that tomorrow hasn't happened yet. Or about today? Don't stress out. I mean, th that's the thing. People are stressing out about something that didn't happen yet or, or may or may not happen. So I would say the people are focusing their energy of stress on controlling things outside their reach. You can't. You can't fix the government. You can't fix your leaders. You can't fix your neighbors. You can't fix your office. Work on yourself. And when you are okay, you will automatically start making better choices. When you realized that the office was killing you, you left your job, I guess. So when you start working on your health, you start making better decisions and choices. You will not work in a toxic environment after a certain realization. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we have very limited time today. I mean, this is getting very interesting and I'm, I'm keeping in mind of, of the time that we have. Yes, but, yes, but, yes. But so just, just before we end the, the show, uh, what would be like a couple of good, straight, three items or two items that we can leave the audience with today as an advice and also your contact information things like that. it will be on the website okay. uh, i mean on the on the description but certainly you know how to get in touch with you okay so first of all ayurveda has three pillars we should follow those three pillars the first pillar is diet the second is sleep and the third is discipline and uh, try to find out what is your constitution how much you're imbalanced and how you can bring it back and if you want to contact me or follow me, there is, uh, I'm on Facebook, I'm on my website, miraom.com. And uh, I also have a podcast, 
Zen time with Goddess of Healing. I have a YouTube channel. So I try to explain stuff too. Nice. But everything can be found at my website. All the places I am can be sourced through my website, miraom.com. All right. Well, I will have that information as well on the, the on the uh, show description. So please feel free to reach out and learn. Uh, it's pretty good, valuable stuff. And uh, I mean, I think everybody can use these techniques in their life and everybody can use positivity and everybody can use a better living. So so uh, I think that's that's we can't summarize it better than that. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, we're, again, t- it's been, it's like an hour, it's been gone already, and it's been so quick, it's not even funny, like, I'm thinking, like, wow, we've got a few minutes left, but I know you have another engagement. Yeah. So, so, thank you for the opportunity and the thank time. Thank you so the much. I really enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> uh, yeah, same here. I mean, I, you know, there's, there's not even a dull moment in those shows. It's, I love it. And, and every guest brings in a whole different angle and yeah. a whole new world of information. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so, that being said, um, you know, thank you for watching the iHealth channel and listening on iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here with Mira uh, Katyal. And uh, please reach out to her and uh, goodbye for now. We'll talk tomorrow. Mm-hmm.